Everyone wants more money, but most of us weren't taught how to create an abundant life. That's where the Law of Attraction, Manifesting Success Stories show comes in. If you are ready to have more money, create more freedom, and experience more fun, turn the volume up. It's time to learn how to create the prosperity and life you have been dreaming of. Here's your host, Cassie Parks. Hello and welcome to this episode. I am your host, Cassie Parks, and I am back with Jean Andres, the menopause guru, um, for something a little different today. We're actually going to talk about menopause and manifesting. Today's episode will be about how does it get in the way? So if you ever just all of a sudden hit a place where you feel like oh, it's just not working anymore, or I'm not working anymore. Um, broken manifesting, broken (laughs) manifesting. Jean's going to talk to you about that, but first I want to hear what's awesome. Jean catch us up. So, um, a couple of months ago, we, my husband and I bought a travel travel trailer and the idea was to be able to start going on trips that we wanted to do along with our two gorgeous, uh, black mutts that, um, I hate leaving at home. I just hate leaving them with somebody. So the travel trailer was sort of a, hey, we could take the dogs and we could go wherever we want and we could stay however long we wanted to in New England with our grandbabies. And it was just like, oh, cool. And then we found we needed to buy a truck. So we bought a bigger truck. And this week we have bought into a way that we can actually start traveling. And so in the month of November, probably we're going to be doing a bunch of traveling around the South, looking to start doing a lot of traveling around the North where it's snowy in the spring, um, which is actually summer here. So we're really super excited about that. And my husband, I got to tell you this, because this has been a a long time sort of coming in. So I have what I call laundry money and laundry money is any of that found money lying on the ground or you find a buck that you forgot about that fell down between the seats of your car's car or you find money in the laundry machines or whatever, however it sort of shows up. And with him, it was like, laundry money? What's laundry money? And But he started to really love the fact that I was just celebrating. I'd celebrate a penny. I'd celebrate a quarter. I'd celebrate the $20, especially that he left in his pockets. And it was like, it's mine. It's laundry money. Well, now he started handing me money and saying, here's for your laundry money. Here's for your laundry money. And this week, this past week, he actually, um, while I was out of town running a relay race, he stopped in at one of his favorite poker machines and won, uh, put, put in 20 bucks, won $250. And when I walked home, walked in the door after being away for almost a week, he said, Here's $125. It's your share of the laundry money. <laughs> and that, it's just so cool. It's awesome. 
So fun. I always tell, you know, you can train people like celebrating gets you more money and clearly <laughs> gets you a lot more money. <laughs> clearly it's, it's, you know, without having to go through any kind of explanation of what manifesting and law of attraction and all of this stuff is, it started working with him. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Oh, oh. And I got to tell you this one too. Yeah. So, um, I, I don't know whether I've mentioned it on the podcast, but I've been pl- trying to manifest new, uh, a new pool house, or at least the, the cost of destructing the old one. And in the last storm, we're, we're talking about a month out from Ida. Well, Ida dropped a tree. It dropped a good portion of a tree through my pool house, destroying it. And I figured I would get $7,000 from the insurance company. And I actually got it almost $15,000. Yay. That's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) That is awesome. How did that feel? That felt, it it was like, I, I was getting the, I went to the mailbox to get the check and there, um, so I'm opening it up and I'm saying at least 7,000, at least 7,000, at least 7,000. And I opened it up and it was $14,941 and 90 cents. Amazing. <laughs> and I was like, ah! that is awesome. I love yeah. it. Yay. Ah, oh, so cool. All right. So I think we've done a pretty good job of sharing. If someone hasn't heard your episodes yet, maybe this is the first time you're joining this show. Jean has 20 to 30 episodes in previous um, times that cover her five years of us working together. Um, We're in year six now, but um, we've done a pretty good job of showing what a good manifester you are and how you use this stuff. But it wasn't always like this, right? Right. (laughs) Tell us what it was like, and then we'll talk about how age hormones, menopause all plays a part in that. So I, I talk about, um, breaking law of attraction because I had been around manifesting in law of attraction and, uh, Napoleon Hill and all of those people for so many years. And I was like, I've seen this work. I've seen this work for other people, but it just doesn't work for me. And so when you and I met about five and a half years ago, almost six years ago now, probably, uh, we talked about how I felt like I had broken the law of attraction. And you said, well, no, you need to come work with me. And what I learned in, in doing it was I was trying to, to think my way through it instead of feel my way through it. And that's really when things turned around for me. But as we've been working, because I work so much with women and menopause, uh, it became obvious to me that there were things about menopause and the changes that we go through as women that really get in the way of our ability to manifest. And partly, so that's where I started. I started thinking in the last 
few weeks as we've been talking about doing these shows, we've been talking about how manifestation, how, how manifesting becomes more difficult as you go through this process of changing who you are and how it really requires a different mindset than maybe some of the women who are in their thirties and twenties and working with you are finding their way through manifestation. Then, then along comes menopause and it just doesn't feel like the same thing anymore. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I'll have to put my coaching caveat. It doesn't have to look like that, but if you find yourself, I wanted to do this episode for those women that find, because I worked with you for a long time. So I know, way more about menopause than I ever thought possible. Um, but I know how this change can kind of come out of nowhere. Right. So give us one example of how someone might, how something might all of a sudden be different, um, when you're manifesting or getting coaching or anything like that. So let's say you've worked with Cassie for a year or two and you feel like you're comfortable at manifesting money. Hold on. Will you, yeah. Will you do this for you? I want to talk about your, I want to talk about all the ways that you realized it got for you. Cause I think women will relate better if they can hear. Okay. um, I'll do it. Yeah. I'll talk about. So um, for me, I was, I was in a comfortable life. Mm -hmm. I was, I had kind of manifested almost subconsciously. I mean, after you and I worked together, I'm much more, a much more conscious manifester, but I, all this background in law of attraction and manifesting had gotten me to the point where I had a life that I really, really liked. I was living in New Hampshire with my son um, who was in college and doing very well at creating his life for himself. I had my husband, I lived on a lake in New Hampshire, and I had a career I loved. And along came menopause, and with it, symptoms that I did not expect. And I didn't even know this was menopause, but my symptoms, my big symptoms were not hot flashes. They weren't the things that you kind of think of, but mine were anger and depression. And so this life I had created for myself started to fall apart big time. My depression got really, um, I wasn't able to turn to my husband. So our relationship just fell apart. Um, My anger got in the way of my career. Uh, And all of a sudden, I couldn't create anything that I wanted. All I was creating was a mess. Um, And part of that, and a lot of that was physical, a lot of that depression and anger wasn't it wasn't uh, psychological. This wasn't just me thinking myself into, into a depression. It was truly the way my hormones were changing underneath of, of me in my body. So the lack of estrogen was creating uh, a lot more stress. 
So it was pushing other hormones to act as, as stressors in my life. And that kind of snowballed. So more less estrogen creates more cortisol, creates more stress, creates more cortisol, creates more stress, creates more cortisol. So cortisol can create anger. And the same thing happens with serotonin. So less estrogen drops serotonin, creates depression, creates a drop serotonin. Create. So again, those two things were, were snowballing in my life and taking the time out to manifest just wasn't, a, didn't seem possible to me at that time. It didn't seem like it was something that could happen because depression, anger, anxiety, all of those mood type things create themselves into, uh, like I said, a snowball effect. And they just get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And they seem more and more and more impossible to deal with. And then you add weight gain, you add starting to have the physical symptoms of PMS um, that I had never actually had, but all of a sudden now I was having it during, during my cycle. Um, Just everything was just getting in the way of my seeing myself as having any potential. I literally, the day my marriage fell apart, actually the day after my marriage fell apart, I found myself sitting there talking to myself and saying, why am I even bothering to stay, stick around? I was literally suicidal uh, that at that period. I don't talk about it as being suicidal, but it really was this whole, um, why am I here? This isn't any fun. And I didn't see myself as contributing particularly Mm -hmm. to my world. I wasn't doing a good job at my job. I wasn't doing a good job as a parent. I obviously wasn't doing a good job as a spouse because now I wasn't a spouse anymore. Mm -hmm. And it felt really dark. It was a really dark place. Yeah. And that is, and so that is all before we, I just want to build the timeline for listeners who, cause um, I know this story, but they don't. <laughs> so that is all before, right. And yeah. then you really started studying it. And that's when you, um, so I love that you shared that you did, like, you didn't have the energy for manifesting. Right. And no. for you, um, because I want to make people understand this almost came out of nowhere, right? Yeah, it like, really, everything is Pleasantville one day. And then it's like a horror movie the next day, basically. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much was. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> pretty much was, it was, I, I mean, I won't say my health was great, but mm-hmm. it didn't bother me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I went skiing all winter, every winter. Um, I went camping, I went hiking and I went, went kayaking, but then all of a sudden my health started deteriorating. Mm -hmm. Um, 
other things going on were high cholesterol, high blood pressure. I was on medication for those. I wasn't happy about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't happy about my weight. I wasn't happy about my ability to do anything physical. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was really like turning on a light bulb was this whole, um, it just happened over a course of a very short amount of time. And I was, I was literally eating myself to death. Mm -hmm. I was very unhappy. Yeah. It makes sense. And I'm sure people are going to resonate with that. And so fast forward, you actually got a coach in that moment. And then you ended up becoming, um, a menopause coach, somebody who helps women tame these symptoms because, um, you were upset that no one told you that was coming, right. Or what it was, right. No. And, and to be honest, it wasn't until I started studying, I, I started working with Um, an online program. And I had several people who were peer mentoring me and several people who were uh, hired by the online program to provide input into diet and exercise and mindset and a whole bunch of things. It was really a, a good program that killed itself, but that's a story for another time. But what I found was the more I fixed the physical, the easier it was to fix the mental. And the more I fixed the mental, the easier it was to fix the physical. Or when I say mental, I also mean emotional and spiritual. So I was growing in a bunch of areas. And as I was growing in this area, I started realizing how many of the women in the program were all in this 46 to 54 year old range. And all of us were experiencing this similar situation. We were all saying, this is not okay. We need to fix this. We need to fix ourselves. And it I know, you know, it wasn't just the weight. It wasn't just the weight. We all realized that we needed to be different in our lives. We needed to approach our lives differently. And so I started researching because that's what I do. (laughs) I go out and I read a lot of stuff. And I realized that this was all tied in to the physical underlying changes that were happening in our bodies. And so here we were approaching this change of life. And that's what, what they called it. You know, they call it the change or the change of life. And it's all about this radical departure from who we were into who we are meant to be. But it gets all bollocked up with all of these physical changes that are happening at the same time and exacerbated, if I can use that word, by the way that we approach life as 
for me, 20th century Americans and for, you know, 21st century Americans, it's, there's food issues and there's exercise issues and there's the way we live with what's called the standard American diet beyond so, that, the standard yeah. American lifestyle. So, cause I want to stick with how we can support women in manifesting. So this was your journey. And then mm-hmm. you started studying all of this, right? And then when we came to work together, cause you thought you broke the law of attraction, what were challenges that were impacted by where you were in your life and on this journey that were different than maybe who you would have been if we had worked together 10 years before, 20 years before? So when we started working together, I, I was postmenopausal, um, but some of the things I think that impacted it were the experiences I had gone through, which were this whole, I, I think when you and I met, I was doing a lot of running. I was doing a lot of trail running. I was listening to Abraham Hicks on my headphones mm-hmm. while I was, and I was trying to think my way through it. And I think that was different than I had been prior to my 50th birthday or prior to early perimenopause where feeling and emotions and connectivity connection between people were a little more important. Um, I've always been a thinker, but this whole more like a, it happened on a daily basis. It was a, you were connected to being connected. I was connected to being connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I think that's a really good way of putting it. So those emotions and those feelings and those connections were a little bit more on the surface. Whereas now the, the emotions that I had wanted to, and I had really wanted to avoid them when they sort of took over my life in, in my early late forties, early fifties, I was a late late bloomer, even then I didn't go actually go through menopause until I was 57 was the, when my last period was through. So that's a lot later than the average 51 ish that most American women go through it. So I had kind of realized how tough those emotions were for me. So one of the things that happened to me was I just kind of pushed them aside and you and I, spent a lot of time over these three years connect or over these five years connecting back down into those emotions. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I think the shift to a even more of a thinker versus a feeler is, Mm -hmm. is something that happens to a lot of women during, during this time, we also become a little, a lot more self-reliant. So connecting wasn't as big a thing. Right. So um, I want to make sure listeners get what you're saying, because I get what you're saying. It (laughs) It wasn't as important to connect so that not only was there a physical shift inside your body that has shifted somewhat away from that feeling, which is, um, when we have more time, or you should definitely listen to Jean talk about like the evolution and why this happens for women and how cool it is. But, um, naturally in our bodies, that shift is, is happening. And so it's obviously happening physical and it's having that effect that 
that connection isn't as important, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so for you, that affected um, the feeling where we had to tap back into that connection, right? Which is important for the manifesting and things like that. Um, and it, it affected your ability to want to show up and connect with the coach, I think, and connect with other people. <laughs> I think so too. I think so too. I, I, you know, the other piece of that connecting with a coach is that as you become more self-reliant and that's part of what this change is all about is, is kind of, I, I don't want to say severing the but it is, it really is severing the reliance you have on other people's opinion. So you become, and especially for me, you become more, or I became more, let me put it that way. I became more, I know what's, I can take what you're telling me and I can decide what's right and what's wrong for me out of that, as opposed to when I was younger, being able to sit down and say, this person knows more than me. This person is trying to help me. I'm going to just take it all in, do exactly what she says. And I'm going to, going to make it work because she knows what she's, she's saying. So I became less coachable for a very long time because I was in this point of life where I'm saying what's right for me and what's, what's not right for me. I get to decide. Mm-hmm. Which is true. Right. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it also, does make it harder to be coachable. Yes, it does make it hard when you don't know how to get somewhere and you hire a coach to help you do that. But you, at the same time, you're like, but I don't want to listen. I want to do it on my own. And I think that was what went on for I mean, maybe even the first two years, right? It's like show up because I want the thing. I want to be able to manage. I want the thing. Want the thing. But (laughs) I I, I don't want to do the work. I don't want to do the work. And not (laughs) even would you say it was not do the work? It's it was like was you wanted to be able to create the work on your own. Which actually, now that I think about it, you (laughs) did very often. You would take whatever it was. And you would come back with a whole new version of, oh, I think this is better. Like, I think this should actually be my assignment. (laughs) Yeah. Now we're, now we're realizing some of the stuff that that actually was going on those first couple of years as we go back and look at it from this direction. Mm -hmm. Well, and you didn't, you had said, I wanted to do this interview because I think it was when you were inspired to do your program, which I want to talk in a second about what coaches need to know you that when you started to write that you could see what you had done, right. You could right. kind of see like, Oh, that's why it took me this long. You know, if you've listened to interviews before, you know, Jean has said it, it took me this long. It could take you less because I think it's going <laughs> to take, I'm the longest it's going to take anyone. <laughs> I don't think there's been anybody who's taken this long. <laughs> No. And it's amazing. Doesn't that at this point, right? It's you're living this amazing life in the trailer traveling. You, you have everything you want. You're yeah. getting to live the life you always wanted. And that is really what matters. Um, 
And, but yeah, you were looking back and you said that. So what is something, let's ask this question first. What, how would a coach maybe know there's this physical thing happening? Without giving that doctor's appointment, like when was your last menstrual cycle question? (laughs) (laughs) I get to do that. (laughs) I actually, you know, when people come to me to Mm -hmm. be be coached around menopause, I get to ask them, right. What are your cycles? So I would guess that it's a reasonable question for most, most coaches to find out roughly what age their clients are, uh, or you can poke around their Facebook book uh, profile and, and kind of figure out where they are in, in that. But there are literally some facial things going on that you can look at a, a person and see. And the first thing is these lines here um, become more and more pronounced the closer one is to, to that age, the age that that's going through. Um, but I think they, I think the real thing is when you see somebody who's doing this push me pull you kind of thing, um, doc, you know, back to Doctor Doolittle, uh, where somebody's coming in and retreating and coming in and retreating. I think that may be way more common for women in menopause. Also, women who. Uh, don't feel that they need people who are questioning their, their need to, for uh, approval from, from other people. And I see that happening. It's, it's funny because I see that happening pretty regularly in, in the coaching circles that I, uh, where I know people, where I see people, you know, they'll get, get through, they'll be coaches, they'll be life coaches. They'll, and that they'll somewhere around 40 to 45, they'll say, I am so mad at myself for spending 30 years of my life seeking other people's approval. And I'm thinking, yeah, your body was telling you to do that. And it, it really was something that you had to go through. Mm-hmm. And now you're getting to that point where you're saying, okay, if I was seeking people's approval all that time and it's wrong, now I need to shift the way my life works. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And that's like a big trigger to me. Um, and that's, that's sort of the, the idea that people need to need to look at and say, okay, why was I, we've talked about this before, hopefully it's out on one of the podcasts where we've talked about this whole change in our, in our being that says, I'm focused on building a community and building safety so that I can raise a family or even if you're not raising a family, that's what your body is saying. Build a community for safety. And then somewhere around this mid 40s, early 40s, late 40s, whatever it is, we kind of say, okay, I'm done with this community 
approval seeking behavior, I need to be the person I want to be. And that's when a lot of this comes through. The whole coaching cliche of midlife women in transition is because midlife women are in transition. <laughs> <through> transition. <laughs> we are. It's it's who we are. And you know, now I'm I'm actually kind of beyond that, but um, I don't think it really completely stops. I think we now get a chance to just build who we want to be and build our lives the way we want them to be. Mm-hmm. So would you say when you're looking back at coaching, is there something as a coach I could have said, or do you think it was just part of the process and you had to kind of, the the work we were doing was the work that had to be done? I think the work that we were doing had to be done. But I'm guessing that you have some ideas based on how I reacted (laughs) that would have gotten us there quicker. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, I think it wasn't until we really, really, really dug into the emotions and whether I, I, I was highly resistant to emotions. (laughs) I think you probably could agree to that. Yep. I will definitely agree to that. (laughs) Um, And that may have been, necessary for me, just given who and who I was Mm -hmm. and how I got here. Um, I didn't think I was as resistant to emotions as I was. Mm -hmm. Uh, Could you have brought that out earlier? Probably. Not sure you were resistant. Yeah. Yeah. You're not (laughs) sure you know how. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not sure I know how. That's why I'm a menopause coach. Not necessarily. I, you know, I, I throw in some life coaching work, work, but I'm not I'm not a life coach. I'm not a therapist. So it's, it's sort of like, Hmm, how would, how would you have taken me and made it more about emotions? (laughs) I'm not sure I could have made it more, but I will say in, in this question, I think that there's the one thing, there's two things I would done as a coach, one for me and one for one, I think I did well for you. And the one as a coach is to recognize, um, and I have, now you have to, you know, once you get past manifest 10K, you have to say you're in for five years. <laughs> and so <laughs> um, it's and no I'm longer. The reason, I'm the reason for that. <laughs> yeah. Part of that. Yep. <laughs> and so, um, you know, as a coach, what I would do is let myself like, I've done a really good job as a coach. I don't, I don't think it's my job to get anyone anywhere, but I think I would even deeper if someone is coming in and out, I'm even deeper going to go, this is their journey. Like this is where they need to be. And I can be the best coach when they show up and I can let them go process and move and go through this change that they need to and, and coach them when they come back. And that's okay. And, and not have to make up any story about it for myself or feel bad or put any energy into what could I do different. It's just uh, coaching them when they're there, loving them when they're there and letting them not. And the thing that I do think I did well, and it might've taken a while. I just remember moments of it. <laughs> let you be angry. So yeah. if the key was getting to emotion, 
I, there is many calls. I feel you just came on full and let the anger because I, it wasn't about me. Right. Like, right. It, it, but it was the emotion you could and needed to express. And so that's as much about being heard and seen as getting to those other emotions. Yeah. And I think when, when you say it that way, there was um, that depression and anger. And I, I talk with my clients about this. It's a, even though those things are physical and, and occurring because of physicality um, to a large extent and being as big as they are because of the physical stuff that's going on underneath. The truth is there are things in our lives that we are totally entitled to be angry about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not, I don't ever say don't be angry, but I think you yeah. kept hearing that. Yeah. Even and, though. <laughs> yeah. No. And, 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 you know, so from, for my clients, one of the things that happens is we, we feel guilty about being angry. We feel guilty about expressing that anger to our kids, to our spouses, to our mothers, to our fathers, to our cousins, aunts, and uncles, uh, to our bosses, to our communities. But the truth is we're, we're angry for good reason. And I want to put this in, cause I don't know if you'll say it, but I think it's important for people. Uh, I learned this from you right? Because the, where your hormones, when you were talking about creating that safe community, your hormones naturally tamped that down, right? Exactly. So that you could maintain that safe community. And so, um, I forget, I just wanted people to hear that. And I didn't know if you would think to say it because you know it so well. (laughs) (laughs) So you're tamped down, you're released and there are triggers and the triggers are real. You know, things that happened in my life should not have happened. (laughs) They just shouldn't. (laughs) But learning to allowing myself to be angry. I mean, I think this is one of the reasons that a lot of women in their forties wind up in therapy. A lot of these things come up. A lot of women are dealing with trauma, um, sexual trauma, abuse trauma, um, bullying trauma, all of those things, we've tamped them down to get through that, those childbearing and raising years in a community. And now here we are at, in our 40s or 50s, and we're saying it wasn't right. And there's a lot of, lot of stuff that you and I have dealt with and I probably have brought most of it up in these podcasts, but a lot of it has, you know, now I had to go through it and now I had to feel the, the emotions that were associated with that. Mm-hmm. You had to be angry because you never were angry. <laughs> Both from a, like an outside influence, probably telling you, but also that internal, just the way that our hormones work at that point. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We love it. Um, any, anything else you want to say, we're going to come back with, a an episode on how manifesting is 
enhanced by menopause. This is sort of what can get in your way. So if someone goes, ah, I was in a program and I sort of just all of a sudden didn't want to be there or, oh yeah, all of a sudden I started questioning this coach that I had loved for years. Um, what advice would you give that person? So I think the first thing is to understand what's going on with you. So understanding menopause is like the first pillar of my program that I work with women around, not just the symptoms, but how they are going through the the rest of their lives, choosing to, to be in this world. I I call it, I just want to be me again. And what we find out is who me really is. So the first, the first piece of that is understanding knowing what's going on, understanding it, knowing it's what's normal. um, And most of it is (laughs) what's common, uh, common, but can I say common, but not normal. So common, but you really need to do something about it. Uh, And what's not normal. What's, what's still a medical issue. What's still a uh, perhaps a therapy issue or just something that just doesn't fit in with what should be, should, I don't, I hate that word, but (laughs) what could be happening from a hormonal perspective. And the second thing we do is how to, how to go about fixing that um, when it's something that's getting in the way of your living your best life. So if hot flashes, for example, are getting in the way of living your best life or of weight gain, or if emotional outbursts, or any of the other literally hundreds of symptoms is getting in the way of who you want to be, let's, let's go down a course of fixing that. Let's use everything that we can, can put into it to make that better, make it easier for you. And the third issue, the third piece of that is discovering who you are and who you want to be in this world, because the person that you were before is not necessarily the person you want to go forward with. And that's a lot about manifesting, but it's also a lot about discovering who you really are. And I, I do this program. Uh, you can find me on menopause.guru. And I work with individuals and I work with small groups and you always have the support you need and the knowledge you need and the plan you need to move forward. Awesome. Uh, And I have one last question sparked by something in there. Um, How is the person in this dream life that you live now? different than that person who created that life before, or are they just two different versions of dream lives? She is the person I've always been moving towards. It's just that I think I know a lot of the work that we have done has helped clarify who she is. Um, But it's also a matter of, of taking everything that I valued before and saying, is this still a value I have? Is it still a belief I want to hold? Is it still a person I want to be? And moving forward with that person, that amalgam of everything I ever 
wanted to do. And I'm very eclectic. So everything I ever wanted to do is a lot of things. And so Mm -hmm. I've thrown some out and I've, I've shaved some down so that they're just little pieces of who I am now. Mm -hmm. And there's some things that I pushed away because I didn't think I did, did them well. So I'm much more athletic now, for example, than I ever was as a, as a kid, I was the book kid. Mm -hmm. And, and yet now I run relay races for fun, (laughs) things like that. So I think she's, I think she is, um, and she's a decision point. She's a decision I've made to be who I am. And I think, you know, I think that you've pushed a lot there to make her who she is. Um, but I also think menopause made some big changes in who she is. Yeah. I would, what comes to mind is opens this, open the space for her. Yeah. Cool. I love it. Any other final thoughts on your heart or your mind as we wrap up today? I just, I think I want to say that if you listen to this episode and are feeling a lot of fear around menopause or a lot of, well, that's pretty discouraging. Uh, Listen to the next episode because we're going to talk about why menopause is the perfect time to pick up manifesting and, and really create your best life. Yay. Awesome. Well, thank you, Jean. Remember, you can find her at menopause.guru, G-U-R-U. And we'll be back next time with Jean to talk about why menopause is the perfect time to start manifesting. Thank you for joining us on the Law of Attraction Manifesting Success Stories show. To learn how to attract more money into your life, go to your favorite book retailer and order Cassie's book, Manifest, $10,000.